I hope everyone is having a blessed Holy Week. I know today is a long day, so I promise I'll try my best not to go too long. Um, I'll start with a confession. Um, a couple of a couple months ago, I it's a guilty pleasure. It's not a confession. It's a guilty pleasure. I found this cartoon that I used to watch when I was a little kid on YouTube through the power of YouTube, and it's called The Greatest Adventures of the Bible. Has anybody ever seen those? It's very simple. It's two archaeologists and their Indian friend, and they fall into the same hole every time, and they end up going to some place in the Old Testament or the New Testament, and they watch the story unfold, right? It's beautiful. It's the greatest adventures of the Bible, okay? So I've been putting Celine to bed every day watching that. And I think it's for me, not for her, really. But Holy Week came around, and a light bulb came in. That in Holy Week, we are the two archaeologists and the what? The Indian, right? Their Indian friend. We go and we watch the story of the last week of Christ on earth unfold. And specifically today, today was an action-packed day. Today was a very action-packed day. So let's, let's recap the day a little bit, okay? Let's, let's go into the hole and let's watch the events. Cause I know sometimes we read in, in the hymns and, and we lose track a little bit. Start in the morning. The morning, we start with what? The preparation of the feast of the unleavened bread, right? And the, and the disciples go to Christ and say what? Where can we prepare the feast for you? Okay? And they go and they prepare the feast. And we almost kind of fast forward. So we're going to say this is the morning into the mid-afternoon before sunset. Kid. And he, they go into this upper room where the supper is laid out. And the betrayal of what? Of Judas begins, right? Where Christ tells them, you know, who will, whoever will dip in the same bowl will be the person who betrays me. And Judas says, is it I? Um, and he said, you have said it, right? And... Matthew 26. And then the Eucharist occurs. Okay, and that's why in the morning, if you attended the morning Bascha, we have a Eucharist, a very fast Eucharist, right? In recognition of the Last Supper, right? In recognition of the Last Supper. Then something even more amazing happens. And we're watching this. Is what the washing of the feet. The washing of the feet occurs. Okay? Christ gets on his hands and knees. So you saw Abunas get on their hands and knees today and wash each and every single one of your feet, right? And we stop. And we come back tonight. So you guys are the, the soldiers that came back for round two, right? And we start going into the eve of Friday. Into the eve of Friday. And the beginning of kind of the meat of this holy week. And we begin with Christ almost start taking them to the mountain of olives. And he starts kind of telling them all of these things, almost like a, a goodbye He's telling, he's telling them all these things that it's going to occur, right? And then he gets them to Gethsemane and he says, wait here. And I'm going to go inside and pray. But you be ready. You be ready. So in the morning, he told them to prepare a feast. And at night, again, he tells them what? Prepare. Be ready. Pray. And he goes inside. And he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane. And we have the famous scene. And a lot of people have seen this icon where Christ is kind of kneeling on a rock and praying. And is asking God for what? Power, right? 
asking God for power. Then we come back out, and Christ is disappointed with his disciples a little bit. He goes back in, and then he comes back out. And he tells them, wake up, what? The time has come where my betrayer is at hand. So Judas comes in, and he what? Betrays him, right? He betrays him. And it's a big scene. To the point that there's a, there, there's a part of it where everybody flies, right? Part of it, everybody, everybody disperses. Where he says, I am he. And they ask again. And he says, I told you, I am he. And then they take him to the house of Caiaphas, right? The high priest. They slap him. And this is the first, the start of the what? Of the pain and the torture. And it ends with Peter betraying Christ and what in Mark, in, in Mark it says he wept bitterly. He wept bitterly. Okay, so it's an action-packed day. And in this action-packed day, I want to meditate about three things. There's there's a ton to talk about, but I want to focus kind of high level of three things. And I want to and I want to follow Peter specifically. But the three things are accept, repent, and share. Okay. Remember this with me. Accept, repent, and what? Share. Okay? In Isaiah 50, verse 6, it says what? I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Okay? I'll read it again. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. I'm going to jump around from the scenes a little bit. But let's start at Caiaphas' house. When he went to Caiaphas' house, he got spat on. He got struck willingly. If you fast forward, if you kind of backtrack a little bit at the garden when they came and he said, I am he, everybody what? Flew. And he said, I am he again. Did he willingly go to Caiaphas' house? He did. Don't let the black fool you. Why do I say don't let the black fool you? Because the black isn't mourning for him. The black is mourning for us. He willingly, he willingly went. He willingly went to Caiaphas' house. Knowing full well that he was what? About to take on the cup that was what? For us. The cup was for us. Okay? So what should I accept? I should accept this case. I should accept my salvation. How many of you, if Bill Gates was to come walk through this door and write a check, you would not accept it? We would, right? We would turn this place into a rap video. Alright? Like we would, like it would be bumping. But we don't. Right? Same with Christ. Christ came and he gave us a blank check. How many of us accept it? So you must, might ask, I, I try. And I had a friend actually this week that said, I could miss church for the entire year, but I could never miss Holy Week. I could never miss Holy Week, but I could skip church the whole entire week. The whole entire year. Don't need to, but Holy Week, I'm, I'm there. Okay? So how can we accept? How can we accept the salvation that it's not just a week? Two points. We have to prepare. There's a church father named Saint Theophine. He says, therefore, if you want your time in church to consist of worldly standing in the face of the Lord, prepare 
for this in your ordinary life. Walk as much as you can in a prayerful frame of mind. If we go back to events, in the morning he told them what? Prepare. When they went to Gethsemane, he told them what? Pray, prepare. How many of us prepare for salvation? How many of us prepare ourselves for salvation? How many of us stand with God, not just in church, but in our homes, throughout the week, throughout the day? One of the, I was listening to a sermon, and Nabuna said something very beautiful. He said, Holy Week is an alarm, and the church gives you many alarms throughout the years. How many of us will wake up, or do we hit snooze? Let's prepare for our salvation. That's the first step to accept it. I can't prepare for, if I'm not prepared for it, I can't accept it. It's giving to me willingly, but for those who want it. And for me to want it, I have to prepare to get it. Okay? Second thing might be an odd word, but it's to enjoy salvation. To enjoy it. Again, I said the black is what for us to mourn, but it'll turn white very quickly. Why? Because we receive salvation. Those who actually accept it are those who enjoy it. And if you feel it, you get a taste of it, a small taste, you will forever be happy. Have you ever seen a person who's with God ever upset? No. Look at the monks in the desert and all the church fathers. Have they had tribulations? Yes. But they've never been upset. They've always enjoyed it. Second point is to repent. And I know this is a theme for Holy Week. But I think we need to concentrate a little bit on it in a different way. I know we accept salvation. Like we said, we accept the salvation of Christ. We sometimes don't push. So I've I've had many experiences where Holy Week is so emotional. We get out of Holy Week and we're like, yes, yes, yes. But we don't do that next step. And that next step is repentance. We came to the cross. We saw Christ basically take the bullet for us. What do we want to tell him? What do we want to tell him? St. John Chrysostom says, pay attention carefully. After the sin comes the shame. Okay, After the sin comes the shame. Courage follows repentance. Did you pay attention to what I said? Satan upsets the order. He gives the courage to sin and the shame to repentance. Look at what Peter did today. When they asked him, aren't you the guy that followed him? Courageously, he said what? No, I'm not him. And he cursed courageously, very confident. How many of us are like this? We're very confident when it comes time to sin. Very, very confident. But when it comes to repentance, we cowered out. And he wept bitterly at the end. And I hope we weep bitterly. That's good. That's good. We we defeat Satan in his own game. He wants us to weep bitterly. Yes, I will weep bitterly. And I will try my best to courageously defeat you next time. Not to courageously sin, but to courageously defeat you. There's a nice story about kind of repentance. And I think the core of repentance is what usually we're courageous in our sin because we rely on our power. And that's the pride is the main what? It's the core of sin. Pride is the core of sin. So there's a nice story that says a frog and a pigeon, they like to sunbathe, right? So they go into these holes and they sunbathe. Cool. And 
when the sun comes up, there's a problem that the water and the puddle and the hole evaporates, right? So for the pigeon, it's very easy. The pigeon can what? Can go from one place to the other, fly there, and, and no problem. But his friend, the frog, it's a frog. It's going to take him longer to get to the, to the other place. So they thought together, and the pigeon said, look, I'm going to go get like a branch, and you're going to put it in your mouth. And I'm going to fly and take us to the next spot. Cool? Cool. So he went and got it. So a farmer saw them doing this. And he said, wow. As they were doing it, he says, what a great idea. Which one of you thought about this? So the frog said, I did. And he what? Fell and died. He fell and died. It was the pigeon's idea. But he he was puffed up. He wanted to take that idea. I don't want to say that Peter it was anything pride. I think it was more fear. But many of us are courageous in that, right? We're like the frog sometimes. We're so courageous that we're up high and we open our mouth and we fall down. I hope we repent. He said the heart that is puffed up and is, is courageous in sin is the heart that leads itself to death, just like the frog. The last point is share. When we accept and when we repent, we are very rich. And when we're very rich, we should never, ever want to keep this richness within us, right? We want to share it. We want to shout it. I freely gave you, so you should freely give, right? Saint Simeon the theologian, the new theologian, says when a man really considers his neighbor as himself, he will never tolerate having more than his neighbor. If he does have more, but refuses to share things generously until until he himself becomes as poor as his neighbor, then he will find that he has not fulfilled the commandment of the master. If we go to the morning, the last thing in the morning, what did Christ do? After the Eucharist, he stood up and he washed the disciples' feet. If you're full with Christ's love, when you're full with accepting the salvation that you freely got, you'll never, ever, ever want to not give that. You'll want everybody. You'll want everybody. And this should be our job. When we stand in front of the cross, we receive something. When we weep, we're weeping for what? We're weeping that someone took something for us. For us. He gave me a second shot. And he gave my neighbor a second shot. And he gave the person next to me a second shot. He came for all of us. It's the came salvation for all of us. And we would be at a great flaw if we don't share that. St. Peter couldn't share that. And he did later. Judas was greedy. Judas, Judas was what? He didn't like that too much. He didn't want to share it. But we have to share it. So a lot of the questions would be great. We've heard all these points before. What if I fall? Do it again. It's a cycle. And again, the church is always there to give you an alarm. I hope tomorrow as we go into even more action, as we, as we stand there and watch, I hope that we're always looking at the cross and we're, we're, we're truly, truly acceptant
of the free of the free salvation that we just received and we're repentant but most importantly that we share we share i hope that many people are telling their colleagues at work about why good friday we always hear of easter but why good friday is so important yes it's a it's a it's a dark mood but it's a joyous day it's a triumphant day and we should we should truly 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 stand at the bottom of the cross and accept repent and share and glory be to god forever amen